Yo, what up, 3HL? 104.5 The Zone Friday. Woo! You did it. You made it. Let's go. Watch the show live on Twitter, Facebook Live, YouTube, or Twitch. Twitch, please. Make you sure watch, you hit that like button. When you watch on YouTube, hit that like button. I said hit that like button. He said, you know what I like? What? Your intro. Yep. Hey, I'm in the building. Best oh. believe I'm in the building. Oh. Better be ready. Why? I'm in the building. Call ain't got no rules. Time for the show. You need that on a Friday. I right haven't up. heard that one. Nah, that one's been out for a minute. I like believe, it. Believe, believe, believe. Oh, what did I say earlier? I'm like, we need some energy. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Babs. I, no I, I ain't got no rules. Somebody literally just wrote a little while in the 4 o'clock segment, Jer- or in 4 o'clock hour, Jaron wrote, Dawn's bringing the energy. Oh. Yeah. Bring it, Babsy. Uh, oh. I'm not bringing my shot, my basketball shot. I just walked over there. Don's got like this bread of things, like food over there. I'm trying to. Did you have hummus over there? I did. I do. Would you like some? No. I've never had it in my life. What? It won't happen. Well, you have to try it. Nah. I I was that way and then I tried it. It's actually good. Nope. It's chickpeas. (laughs) See, I don't like the word hummus and then I don't like chickpeas. Nope. What are chickpeas? No. Peas from chicks. Like we're... <laughs> That's a visual I don't want. <laughs> chicks peas. Will Dean, you try it in Dean the break? I will not, tra- babs. Why? No. Nah. That's bonk. Yeah, I'll, I listen, think we should I, I video Slay trying hummus. No. No, sir. I am picky. And stuck in my ways. What color Kool-Aid? Red? Red. Yeah, me too. And any kind of tropical punch, cherry, that'll be red, dog. You can give me a mixture. You at least going to have like in and out Burger next week? Oh, no. Wait. that's that, my, not, I will have Worldwide Tacos for sure. Um, I will have Roscoe's you, for sure. You told us about Worldwide Tacos since I can't we've wait. known you. I can't wait. We can't How get far that is it enough. from? Don't even worry. Okay. It'll be to us. Doesn't the line <gasps> go like down the street? It'll be to us. Doesn't the line go down the street? No. You order and you you going away. They'll call you when it's ready. It's like hours, right? Yeah. Because they have so many people. Yeah, you can order two tacos and they'll call you. You might have, like, go through two meals before you get there. Dude, I before we knew them, we, I used to, it's a McDonald's on the corner. I would order, go to McDonald's, get something to eat, go back home, and then go back and get the tacos. That's, That's how long insane. It is, and they are insanely good. Are there ifs and fifths on the street corner down there? It's most definitely some ifs and fifths. <laughs> matter of fact, we need to stay away from <laughs> You tried to send me. I go to cover UCLA. Going, you tried to send me there. I, but I needed to know where you was going. Then you showed me a picture of I, it. Yeah, and I was I, like, all oh. I, needed to, I just needed to know where you was going. And then I was going to make sure my people were right there. You know what I mean? To make okay. sure you was cool. You know okay. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got you, man. Do you think that uh, a little white blonde girl should be just busted in there? I don't know. <laughs> I got you, Babs. We may, you know, instead of having them brought, we may need to just go pull up so you For can see. For the experience. Yeah, so you get the experience, yeah. yo. I'll, tell you, I'll call before an order. We can call before an order. So okay. when we just go, we can just pick it we'll up. I want to see up. everything in L.A., man. Yeah. All of it. Let's go to Roscoe's. Are we going well, there? you can as long as you have your mask on. I was. I want to see where "Hundred Miles and Running" was written. Oh, the Chris know about all them little places. <laughs> uh, coming up at five twenty, Dan Wetzel, who is uh, reporting on the Olympics. We thought he was going over there. It turned out no, he's going to report on the Olympics from here. 
Well, here Small. being, I think he lives in uh, near Detroit, but uh, he wrote this on his latest piece today. At an overly political opening ceremony, China tried to use the Olympic flame to rewrite its treatment of the, what's the segment of, there's a minority segment of, of uh, people, it's called uh, the Uyghurs? I, I, we'll ask him. Anyway, so uh, its glow revealed the truth. Murder, slavery, torture, forced abortions, sterilization, racism, imprisonment. Hmm. This is, we'll let Dan Wetzel get deep on this. You, you, can, you can see that tonight at 7 o'clock on NBC. Actually, Tariko did talk about that. I was kind of surprised. And he's actually over there. Yeah, exactly. All right, if Auburn fires Harson, it would be the largest buyout of the cycle. Coach O was number one at $17 million. Mm. Dan Mullen was $12 million, along with Gary Patterson. Helton out at USC was $10 million. He's Maybe he's at Worldwide Tacos right now. No, nah, he ain't. Um, Harson would be probably Dale Taco. Did the ghost just come in here? Nope. Did the lights just flicker? Yes, they did. They yeah. just flickered again. Yeah. It's Tupac. <laughs> I, I know. I start mentioning South Central. Here we go. Uh, if Auburn fires Harson, it'll be 18.3 million. Babs. Oh my gosh. That is a hit. What about with cause though? I mean, that's almost what, zero. that's huh, almost zero. Yeah, with cause is yeah. zero. I mean, is an affair the, with cause? Oh, <laughs> uh, who's in a, who? 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 What follows under the guidelines of affair? Because if it's an understanding in your household, is it an affair? Like somebody, some people go to the grocery store and it's a problem, but other people it's not. It's not. I don't know. Some people's I, I really what don't a mess. I mean, what a mess. without mess. question. But the 18.3 that they would have to dish out, that's almost what uh, Jimbo Fisher just threw out to recruits. You're behind. According to Lame. sliced honey bread or whatever. <laughs> sliced bread. Yeah. Um, bro, what was it? Bro something? Bro Bible. Bro, bro Bible. Bible. Bro Bible. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Dude, that, I, I mean, that site's going to be. Guess what? You know, I, I'm not really tripping on that because, you know, um, I mean, like, we we just now finished up paying the coach, didn't we? Tennessee? Yeah, I don't know who all's still on the payroll still. Uh, it's quite a, it's lengthy. I know Butch is off. Yeah. Pruitt, Pruitt's off. Pruitt just, we yeah, we hadn't heard Pruitt anything had, about yeah. the lawsuit, though. Remember they gave that deadline? Yeah. Never heard anything else about it. Poof, go away. That's what we do. That's like usual Here's suspects. Check. It's like Kaiser Sose. Poof. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we were talking. I, why were we talking about the villages in, in Orlando or northwest of Orlando? I don't know what I brought know, that up. We don't, we don't know how they got here. <laughs> but me and you knew what it was. Yes, I did. It's, it's a retirement community down. where basically anything goes, and they're partying down down there. Highest STD party. per capita in the country. Yep. Slay didn't know anything about I mean, it. And no. they're all, what, 70 older? I think it's 55 think and it's, up. I think it's 55 and up, right? Yep. Yeah, I, did, I just did some research on it. <laughs> the only the only friends that I know whose parents are there, they're like 70, 80, mm. just rocking in. <laughs> just rocking in. Probably live longer. I don't know. Uh, Steve next up on 3HL. Steve, what's up? 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I've been listening to, guys. I love your whole show, I swear to God. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> but I, I'd never heard of nothing like this, and y'all was talking about them villages, and I got funny because I could imagine Slay going in there. <laughs> And he, he'd walk in there and go, Village ain't got no room. Village ain't got no room. Hey, Village, y'all ain't got no room. That's right. You right. You know it. You know it. You yeah. know it. And then, then when he got there, he'd be going, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. You might know it. Well, you know it. Let, let the Village, well, y'all better I, get I, out I of the, got, the rooms. Get on out of here. One more question. I want to know if the people that live there, are they known as the village people? <laughs> That's a good question. Steve's on his game today. Like this, <laughs> you guys have games. a great day, man. Love your show. Appreciate Thanks, it, brother. Steve. Thank you, Steve. You're right. Good they job, gotta, man. It may be known as the, what are you doing? What happened to my mic? <laughs> you sunk down. Got to get started. Talking about the villages, you'd think it'd go the other way. Yeah, low, low, We've got commercials that can help that. He did a transform. Uh, yeah, we have plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 615 737 1045. You're like laughing in there behind the glass. It's a, it's a, it's a soundproof room, man. Oh. Dallas, uh, the lights flickering is Dawn's horror hummus, lol. Mm hmm. So when she opened the hummus, that unleashed. It's like in Ghostbusters when they opened the box. Oh. Just oh, it looks like cat vomit. Oh, oh! If I wish I could make the vomit noise the Babs make, we need. <laughs> yeah, we need to get that <laughs> on um the on soundboard a, on a loop. Yeah, the yeah. soundboard. Yeah, we need to expand. You see, the I'm figuring that out. You see, yeah. just look at them my terminology. Look, like you're it. like a radio dude. You feel now. See, I'm that happened out. because you went over to 92Q yesterday and did a quick show during the break. I did, man. Thank y'all for all the love too, man. That y'all showed me for you know I'm going over there and doing a, a little show. He got a lot of questions on social media if he was actually <laughs> going to do a show on 92Q. Yeah. Hey, let me just tell y'all, man. I grew up on 92Q, oh, man, yeah. and love it. So, I mean, I in it 92Q. If you're listening, if you need somebody to come in for about seven minutes, I'm your guy. Wait, why seven time? minutes? I just always feel like at seven minutes, man, you can get a lot accomplished. Do you know if you go over seven minutes, you never know what can happen. It's like when you go, go somewhere downhill. and you meet some people, and then like you can overstay your welcome. Seven minutes, they're going to be begging for more. Right. Like, you be the cool guy, and then you exit stage left you know on the I mean? good joke, and then you're gone. If you stayed 10 minutes, you might be like, dude, we just heard that song. Like, we don't. We don't why you keep you. playing the same one over and over? Why are you still standing here? <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Seven, seven minutes need about. more. That's what we think. 92Q, crossover show. 3HL I mean, meets 92Q. I was on WTN today. <laughs> See what I'm saying? We're just crossing all over out here. It's well, basketball season. What were you talking, football? Yeah, I, I, I really had no idea what to expect because you know you guys know me. Like I don't necessarily want to go down the political road, mm -hmm. um, so I had no idea what was about to happen. No, we talked sports. It was good. Good, it was good. Good for you, Matthew Murphy. He uh, he doesn't like Matt Ryan either. So your name came up on the show. Smart. It's the most unexpected hate flex ever, Matt Ryan. I mean, you know what he man. said? He said Matt Ryan is Jeff George, except he's not the a hole. That Jeff George was. And he ain't wrong. And I don't even know Jeff So George people like kind of like Matt Ryan, so he stays around. That's why they're hanging on. Who, who else can drop a, well, what was it, 25-point lead in the yeah. Super Bowl? Yeah, 28-3. And still, and still hang around? Who else can do that? Who Matt, else can do that? Matt Nobody. Ryan. <laughs> That's it. Props. The one. That's it. All right, when we come back, uh, Dan Wetzel will get, uh, he'll get deep into what's going on at the Olympics. Next, 3HL 104.5 The Zone.
Three Tail 1045 The Zone. Brent Doherty, Don Devin, Bordron Slay, Producer Joe Hunt. Yo! Friday edition. This is one of those Fridays where I forgot it was Friday all day. Like, all day. Oh, well, don't forget, because it is. It is. The Olympics are going on. You started watching yet? No, I haven't yet. Um, I will, though. I, I will glance at it. Um, What's your favorite event in, in the Olympics? In the Winter like, Olympics? I like skis with, like, guns on back and stuff like that. Um, like, I don't know what they're shooting at, but. Let me get Very back to you small that. target. Not uh, each other. No. Let me look. That'd be a cool sport. By you can time. do it with, like, tranquilizer darts. It's called the Hunger Games. Yeah, exactly. Dan Wetzel really is covering uh, the Olympics, uh, Yahoo Sports. Dan, what's up? How are you, man? What up, Dan? I am well. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm just glad you're covering that event from afar, honestly. <laughs> well, I was going to go, but, uh, yeah, the more you get into it, the less the less it made any sense to go. Uh, not fun. Uh, I don't know how many people are into the Olympics this year, mm-hmm. and, uh so many logistical issues, man. They're trying to have zero COVID. Um, <laughs> just, like, just like none. Which is so easy to do, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it was the, the – man. Like, so they started COVID. They want to end it at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, they claim they've ended it. You know, I mean, who knows the hell knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have um, – no, yeah, I mean, you take all these tests to go, then you, you're wearing, like, one of those K95 masks everywhere, all times. Um, you're inside this bubble. You can't get out anywhere. You are you're go from your hotel to a venue or a media center. That's it. There's, like, no exercise, nowhere to walk, no uh, – I mean, it's it's it's, it's uh, – you know, I don't want to overstate it, but it isn't a lot of fun, right? Like, I mean, it's – I'm not, you're not digging for coal, but, um, you got all of that. The after four athletes are terrified. You, you get tested every day. You know, you can get thrown into quarantine or, or isolation for a false positive. You have no idea who's running these tests. The athletes are terrified. They don't want to stand and talk to you. I don't blame them. Um, you know, so that everything's kind of, dis- it's, just, it's all around bad, right? <laughs> so, I was like, wow. yeah, I'll stay right here. Well, I'll so right here. what what was the Chinese goal here to to like they think that they can put a narrative out there about some of the things that are going on within the country, right? That that are outlandish and hideous, and they think that they can tell you what they want to tell you, and you'll just believe them. Is that is that where we are? The the number one goal of all of like um, you know all these kind of countries. Uh, communist or totalitarian, same with like North Korea, mm-hmm. is to to control their own people and use things like the Olympics or um, whatever whatever legitimacy it would be to have like the IOC president or even if like our president had gone or anything like that to be like, look, see how accepted we are, see how they all. All, all agree that we're great and, and go along with the message we're sending. They get strength out of uh, the legitimacy of having these events. That's why you'll. That's why the United States, Great Britain, India, Australia, none of them would go to that opening ceremony. It's why you, they tend not to ever want to have a, a like a presidential summit with a dictator, where everything's very, very scripted and what exactly gets said. It's all because. They're using the visuals of, oh, look, we got all the world leaders to come here and watch our fireworks show. 
and listen to us give speeches about how we're the greatest country, they use that to crack down. Right. So and- that's number one. It's internal PR, like internal. And then externally, yeah, they want to show, look at how powerful we are, look how awesome we are, look at how all the stuff we can do. Um, but that's that's secondary. And, yeah, they're trying to hide their human rights crimes, but uh, and they'll do anything they can to try to do that. But it, this is all propaganda. The whole thing is is they never should stage these these things at these places, but the, the International Olympic Committee is just – just a abhorrent group and so for you know we were in russia before we're here this is the second time in 14 years the last 14 years we've been in russia once and china twice Mm. and we shouldn't be in these places ever so you you put up the ioc uh president and and you get him to say everything that you want him to say which is when asked about genocide and all of those things he simply says that those are political issues and we're not here to talk about politics right Ugh. so right. to to the chinese um um government that that's been discussed and answered right so um then you've got this tennis player i don't know if people know about that that story i hope that they do but there was a tennis player that that accused um a high-ranking official uh within the chinese government of sexual misconduct and she disappeared and then suddenly she popped back up right and and now the ioc commissioner uh president said you know we'll we'll file charges on her behalf if she says that she wants charges filed on her behalf but in a situation like that who would ever say that you just went missing yeah, she can't. Uh, Peng Peng Shua, she was the number one doubles player for a few years. She's won doubles at Wimbledon. You know, a, a, a fairly prominent tennis player. If you're a big tennis fan, and uh, yeah, she accused a you know a high ranking guy of of basically rape in a social media post, and then disappears for three weeks. Comes out, you know, in these videos that are on the state media of China. Saying, ah, oh, and another social media point. I, I think it was misunderstood. I'm just resting with my family and all this stuff. So yeah, if you get the if you get the president of the IOC to say, hey, she's fine, she can move around and all that, that's the credibility that you provide the government to anybody in China. Going, wait, what what happened here? You try to wipe out the news story and all of that, but the credibility of the outside is is the issue. And when you get the president of the IOC, let alone like nobody else would go, right? That's this is. I know people are like, "What's a diplomatic boycott?" It doesn't seem like it means anything. It's you're you're not you're not having like some you're not having your vice president look like a stooge up there. Um, we didn't go to Russia for theirs. You, you don't want to be there to give the credibility to whatever they're doing. Right. So when they say, "Look, we they have a group of people called the Uyghurs. They're this Muslim ethnic minority." Uh, that live in a certain part, kind of a, a rural area of China, and they've they've created some noise a few years ago about trying to keep their, uh, not really uh, keep their kind of cultural heritage and maybe get some kind of freedoms and some independence. So they got absolutely cracked down. There's been murders, there's been imprisonment, there's been um, slavery, forced. You know, they call it forced labor, slavery. Um, there's you know forced abortions, uh, sterilization, horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. When you get the IOC president to say, well, we don't get involved in stuff that's political, po- that's politics. Well, that's like that's the Chinese way of saying, yeah, see, it's just a political disagreement. But we have political disagreements in the United States, too, uh, over all sorts of stuff, right? But we're not, 
we're not. We don't have that. And so, but by him saying things like that and them using the Olympics to do that, it, it sounds like, oh, this is common. There's always disputes between some people in a country and other people in the country. No, there's not. Not like that. You know, we don't. Uh, they're they're staging an Olympics right now in a country that has slavery. Man, that's, and oh. so it's like we go back in time to like 1850 and we're in Birmingham, Alabama, and there's a game going on and you go, oh, I'm cool with all this. This is a fun game. Look how good the fireworks are. And you don't sit there and say, as a modern person, wouldn't you say something? And, yeah, yeah you, you know. But nobody on the Olympic at, committee right? is. Right. And I think yeah, it's, yeah. I got to think about curling. And then, yeah. and then the U.S. is telling their athletes to be quiet. It's complicated for the athletes. I'll say that. I yeah. don't know about it. it's complicated. If you speak, it's this is very it's very complicated because then you have these human rights groups. And some some of them say speak up, some say don't because you're gonna make it worse. Because it's dangerous. Yeah, because yeah, your your safety's in question. That. But yeah, and you know, and we didn't boycott. We didn't, you know, and and I'm. I'm, you know, and again, complicated. Do you, do you have a government come in and say none of you can go? Do you leave it up to the athletes to make the choice? Are you better competing and trying to show the Chinese an American smile, the American way of life? Because you're, you know, they got, we have this great uh, figure skater, Nathan Chen, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's just a national, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He's going to win. A lot of Chinese, a lot of people are going to see him. You know, do you, you project yourself to the world too? These athletes, so it's it's super complicated, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's it's it overshadows these Olympics in just such a rough way because it's just not you just can't really feel good about it. I, I I don't know how you get over just sitting there thinking, wait, there's there's somebody right now in, in doing slave labor in the same country mm-hmm. that we're supposedly celebrating. I just can't look at the fireworks when you watch tonight. It's a great show. I saw the thing this morning. They already did the opening ceremony, but they'll. They'll replay it. Yeah, it's one of those great opening ceremony shows, but you're just like, God, this is just, this is tough. This is tough. Wow. Well, and, I mean, it's important work that you're doing, shining light on the situation the Uyghurs are involved with. And it's like northwest corner of China, right? Yeah. Um, And, and, And I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you I knew a whole lot about them about five months ago when I started, you know, looking into this. But I actually think this can be a – a good example of like they're trying to tap this down and saying there's no issue, but I, I think most Americans think most people around the world are a little more like me. We didn't know what a Uyghur was, or you may not. This may be the first time you ever heard the term. I think it's definitely it. true with a lot of people. Yeah, right? And so Mike Tarico actually say, "Let's look into this. Like, do your own research. Yeah. Look at, Google it tonight while you're watching, and look in. There's an incredible HBO Real Sports segment on this." Uh, in their most recent whatever one that you can find online or you can find on HBO, you know, horrifying. And I encourage all of that. We might as well use this to the benefit of, of like, we should use this as a chance to actually draw more attention to it. And it starts individually because I'm as guilty of, of not, I mean, it's just not something that hits my day-to-day life, and I'm sure most people it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But take that time and go, hey, you know what, this is awful. Because you watch these things. There's a million things up there. It's it's awful. I, I love the fact that Mike Tarico shined light on it, too. Yeah. They're, they did a good job. Like I said, they've already done the opening. You know, it's like Friday. It's already Friday there. Um, so, or Saturday, I'm sorry. 
Um, they've already done the opening ceremonies, but they'll replay it tonight in primetime. And so, I, but I have watched the broadcast that they did it at 7 a.m. this morning, and they have a couple experts. Um, they have a Yale professor and a couple different people who are experts on this stuff. And yeah, NBC did a very good job, I thought, of going right to it because what they did is the, the Uyghurs are imprisoned. It's it's a, it's the controversial group. China has this woman who's a cross country skier. They say she's a Uyghur. We you know we don't, I don't who knows right. But they bring her out, and she lights the torch at the end. I don't want to give away the spoiler, I guess, but she gives she lights the torch at the end. So they give her the most prominent spot, and they light the torch. And you go, look, we have a we have this. You, you say we we're doing terrible to these people. Look at this smiling, nice woman. She gets the single most prominent thing that happens at an at an Olympics, and that's their way of saying, look, no, there's no problem here. Um, but that you know that means nothing. By the way, um, Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports with us. Uh, by the way, greatest torch lighting ever has to be Muhammad Ali, right? Like, I was crying buckets when that dude went up there. Ali was incredible. There's been some incredible ones. Ali, do you remember Barcelona where the guy shot the arrow? Oh, yeah, that was dope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world watching, and you got to hit that shot. Now, it was a big thing, and. My guess is that is not a hard shot for a, a world-class archer, but I don't care. Like, <laughs> if I miss this, this will be the biggest blooper but, ever. Um, but, like, if I, Wetzel I, had the shot, right? Like, person. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's usually great, but Ali, yeah, incredible. What, what a moment he came out. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. There's, there are so many people watch who watch this. Like, And so, as like, part of the, you know, different countries have different things. We're not going to do that. In the, this is in the United States, but, like, in India, the government took the broad. They're, they're they're upset with China. They're part of their diplomatic boycott. Is they didn't show the opening ceremony in India. If you're in India, you get to watch it. So their way of being like, we're just going to shut this misinformation off, and you're not going to get to our 800 million. I don't know how many people live in India. I think 800 million to a billion people. Um, obviously, we would be. I, I don't want that in the United States. I don't want the government telling NBC what they can and can't show. But you get the point. Like, there's just it's it's a it's incumbent upon the people to look into what they're watching and what you're watching right now is not a sporting event it is extremely political and if you listen to the speeches tonight and you listen to the the imaging and and all the different things it's 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 very overtly political what's going on 1.38 billion people in India Okay, I under yeah, I was only off by half a billion. <laughs> hey, when are our curling guys gonna 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 start doing their thing? Curling's coming. They're well, they've got the the doubles. I, I talked to our favorite curler, um, uh, the one that uh, that grew the mustache. That was about mustache awareness. Is that the Aaron Rodgers yes. guy? Yeah, he was yeah. the Aaron Rodgers. His goal was to get Aaron Rodgers to tweet at him, which Aaron Rodgers did <laughs> to his credit. Um. Yeah, they're fired up. That so, and, and actually, uh, one of the flag bearers is the curling captain. Oh yes, John Schuster. So um, it tells you how big. It either tells you how we're kind of lacking stars on this American team, <laughs> or curling's gotten really big because the curler is one of the flag bearers. Um, also, kind of prominent job, but uh, they'll get going. Um, they're doing the mixed mixed doubles right now, but they'll do they'll get to the men's team soon. I think in a few days it starts up, but um, I'll be back for that. I'm excited.
I, I think that like it's the mix. It's a shot. It's mesmerizing to watch. It is fun. It mix, really is. <laughs> yeah, I got a drink while I watch it, Dan. Mixed doubles and curling at the bar, like in Wisconsin, would be amazing. Like the brawls that would happen between the <laughs> contestants would be amazing. Well, the guy with the stash, he did it with his sister last time. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm like, how that's bad right. is our curling? We got like a guy brings his like his sister bring. Like, like, that's it. We got one family. <laughs> No. That's right. like, it's not a brother and sister in like the pair skating. Like we have lots of people who do it, right? <laughs> or it's not like you know whatever else you would have on this. I need, I we need a woman. Oh my sister, she ain't bad. Okay, she's on the team. Like we got, she ain't bad. <laughs> what, does anyone know a woman that curls? Yeah, she's in the sister. Tuesday night league. Yeah, she drinks beer. She's, she's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I mean, back to the other thing, real quick on the way out. Uh, can you? I'm sure you can as a journalist, but wow. the, the the stories that are going to come out of this Olympics after the athletes are back home are just going to be fa- oh. fascinating. Well, oh yeah. Well, look. So there's this woman who's a bobsledder. She was supposed to be one of the uh, one of the flag bearers, and she she uh, you know she tests positive for COVID, and then she starts doing these videos. She's releasing videos from her isolation hotel. And she's training. She's trying to work out. She's stuck in this little room, and um, she's doing it for USA Today. She's putting this kind of video blog off. And she's very accessible to the media. You can call her, and she'll she'll talk to you for stories. So she tests negative. Okay, she gets. You have to get two straight days. It's either two or three, depending. It's very nebulous how you get out of this thing. <laughs> but you at least at least two two negative days in a row and you can get back out so this woman's like her competition's coming up she wanted to be the flag bearer so she gets two days ago she gets a negative so she's like okay i'm over the covid and she's asymptomatic doesn't feel anything she, you know it's probably leftover particles or who knows what and she does another video round of video and also the next day she gets a positive and then she comes back today, yesterday and gets a negative so it's like is that positive or real positive <laughs> Like, what? How do you go negative, positive, negative on these things, right? So you can imagine she's sitting in there going, every one of these video blogs is getting me another positive. i got to stop doing these videos. Like, I right. can't imagine all the stories these guys are going to be willing to say once they – and they shouldn't say anything because who is doing this testing? That's what I was going to ask. I mean, is the Olympic well, Committee positive. involved in regulating it? Yeah. Nathan Chen last night. So this guy's great. He's going to win – he should win the men's – Figure skating, he can do these. He can jump the quad. He can do five quads. This kid's great. Twenty-two years old, goes to Yale. He's great, great, really kind of nice guy. Just seems like a really nice guy when you talk to him. And he's like, I'm not going to opening ceremonies. He's like, I sit in my room. He's like, I got one more week. I just got to make sure I don't like. I got everything on the line. And basically, this guy's going to win the Olympic gold in one week, or he's going to test positive. Or oh someone's going to say he tested positive. He's so scared. He's terrified. And it's like, That's it's so just, sad. Like, you feel terrible for these athletes because like, this guy should be on top of the world, right? Right. He's and enjoying every minute of it. But he's in isolation. He's in isolation. He, he goes, I will not. He didn't walk last night. Like, he didn't go to the. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to open ceremonies. You should be able. This is this is part of the. When every kid sees this thing, you go. I want to be in that. I want to be in that mm-hmm. parade. I want to do this. I want to live in that village. He's terrified, and they're all terrified. And that's what the, the, this zero COVID thing 
is is doing to the people, and you don't know, and you're getting it's it's like over the top testing. Man, in in Japan, you had to do a spit test every four days, right? And I was like, okay, fine. You know, they you you you'd need some kind of precautions. I get it. You could wear. I mean, I was there. It wasn't that bad, right? You could still walk the streets of the city, sort of. They didn't want you on the subway, but you wouldn't want to, you know, but it was much more reasonable. But this is like they are just terrified, and I just feel bad because they worked their whole life. This is their big moment, and this is the Olympics they got. And it's like, man, this thing should be in, like, Oslo, Norway. We should be doing fine. Or, you know, this should be somewhere somewhere else. And instead, you got a guy like that who should be absolutely on top of the world. He's mm-hmm. a, he is absolute badass skater. And instead, it's like, oh, my God, just get me through this week. And then I bet you when he gets back, it would be like, that was the best and worst thing I've ever seen him on. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports. Dan, do you think that it would be possible for a journalist or some kind of crew to travel to northwest China to see what's going on there? Uh, no. Uh, well, there have been some, but they sneak in. So if you watch documentaries on it, you can you can find them. They generally sneak in, and they've got hidden cameras and stuff. But oh, man. Even in 08 when I was there um, – you know, it takes a lot. I, I did travel the country some, and you, it was it was hard to move districts. You but you could walk around Beijing then and talk to anybody. You could just stop people or go into restaurants, and it was fun. You got to meet the Chinese people, which is very different than the Chinese government. And the Chinese people get to meet you, and you know you may not get the full truth, but a lot of people don't want to tell. You know, you stick up camera in someone's face they don't want to talk politics right but you get a sense <laughs> but to go up there now they won't let the united nations uh right. human rights department go up there they're like there's no problem here but nobody gets to look and they've got satellite images of the camps and they've got people who are refugees i mean this is this is uh you know 20 20 different government governments around the world amnesty international all these different groups nobody Nobody's sitting there saying, "Hey, you know, it'd be really good uh, if I'm Canada. Let's let's declare China a, um, you know, let, let's call this out. This isn't going to help us economically. It's not going to help us politically. It's not, like there's no motivation to do this. Like, we're, like, why would we do this unless it's true? Sounds like uh, have you seen Handmaid's Tale? When you see, when you mentioned districts, that, that made me think of that. Yeah, it's they can. They can lock down for COVID. They can lock down. They'll lock down two million person neighborhoods for a, for a month. They'll shut down. They shut down a thirteen million person city from early December to late January cause, to try to snuff out COVID. Wow. Um, there was a day they had a a, a, a contact trace. They made uh, six hundred. It was an incredible New York Times story a couple weeks ago. It was like. 586 people had to stay in an office for basically 60 hours. You just, you were not allowed to leave the building. Everyone in the office stays because of a contact trace. And so these people are like, didn't get to go home from work. This is a pretty funny story. There's two of these stories that were big on social media in China. One, a a woman had her first date with a guy uh, and he was going to cook for her. And they, while they're on the date at his house, they lock the they lock down the neighborhood, and she's not allowed to leave, and she's <gasps> there for a month. Oh my uh, gosh! Date with a dude, yeah, first date. And I hope they was, liked each other. Yeah, that sounds like a reality she, she show. Was That's not what... into him. She wasn't feeling it. No, oh. and so she, 
and I, I kind of think it was him. I, I think she's the problem because she was complaining about his cooking and stuff. Like, listen, man, just <laughs> you can't you can't be complaining. Make the best of it. Maybe he doesn't like you, right? Um, <laughs> another woman was on a second date, and the guy lived at home, and she went over there and met his parents. They had met on a blind date, and she was from, like, a different area, and they got locked down. She lived there for 30 days, the same type of thing. And she ended up blogging it, I guess, or putting it out on their, their media, and she really loved, really likes the guy and his family and called them, like, kind and considerate, and they are going to get engaged. So there's a there's a love story at the end of the whole. Thing. But can you imagine? This is what the Chinese like. You go you go over someone's house to just meet them, and it's like, oh, yeah, you guys are living together now. Oh man. Oh. I'm, glad, I'm, glad I'm like flabbergasted right now by all of this. Unbelievable. I'm glad you're uh, reporting from here, though. Um, I, I saw your article, and I was like, please tell me he's not there, because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm worried. He ain't coming home. I really would, but I'm quite pleased to uh, not be there. It's, it's, I'm good. I'm good. At Dan Wetzel on Twitter, must follow. We'll be, uh, we'll be following your stuff, man. Good stuff. Yep. Wow. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you later. There Thanks, he is. Wetzel. That's the best. Seriously, the best sports writer in the country. Yes. Dan Wessel. At Dan Wessel. Great storyteller, too. All right. We blew through a lot of stuff. We'll be right back. 3HL 1045 The Zone. Retail 104.5, the zone. Doug Peterson to Jacksonville. Good it only took him seven weeks to hire a coach. That is great for them. They went through a whole lot of stuff to get to Doug Peterson. And then I started thinking, I was reading all these stories about he's great with quarterbacks and all this stuff, and then I was like, wait a minute. Something happened in Philly, and I can't remember what it was. Well, I just found it. Eagles players and coaches shocked by Doug Peterson's quarterback switch, resulting in sideline confrontations. Eagles players and assistants had no inclination that Nate Sudfeld, remember? was part of the offensive game plan. So Doug Peterson pulled Jalen Hurst for Sudfield early in the fourth quarter. They were down by three. Two defensive players had to be held back from approaching Peterson. Center Jason Kelsey and another offensive starter went to the coach to ask him why he did it. Hurst was distraught as well. Crazy. Anyway, shout out. Man, let me give a shout out real quick. Shane Foster getting his jersey retired. And if you want to give him some love, he will have a book launch tomorrow at Vanderbilt Bookstore at 3 p.m. The book is What Hurt Didn't Hinder. So go check my guy out. You can go to www.shanefoster.com for more information. Number 32 will be in the rafters in Memorial Gymnasium. So salute to him during the game tomorrow. And I think they play Mississippi State. So Can we have him on Monday to hear about we it, baby? We both definitely can tap in Monday. We get him. Shane, we come to get you Monday, man. Shane is the best. Mm-hmm. Three o'clock book signing. There you go, Vanderbilt yep. Bookstore. Tomorrow, tomorrow, that's tomorrow of Mississippi State. He went off on them. That's probably why they haven't known. Uh, he went off on a whole lot yeah, of teams. Tennessee <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back at it on Monday. Have a great weekend, people. We love you. Later. Be safe out there. See ya. Woo!